Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. As always, don't forget to read all of the articles on our website to give the writers the credit they're due, as well as in case I missed anything. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. Last year, the University of Nevada, Reno acquired the Sierra Nevada University, which has now become UNR at Lake Tahoe. Ever since, there have been lots of talk from university administration about the new campus, but students seem to be uninterested, with no one applying to attend or live at the Lake Tahoe campus in the fall 2023 semester. In records acquired by the Nevada Sagebrush, while 34 students showed interest in the semester at Lake Tahoe, no one committed to it. The program, being open to sophomores and juniors, was, quote, tailored to students studying visual arts, environmental sciences, and sustainability-related disciplines, according to their marketing materials. The interim vice provost and the dean of the University of Lake Tahoe campus is Douglas P. Boyle. Boyle told the Nevada Sagebrush that the semester at Lake Tahoe program was formed as a study abroad program. Even hearing all of the perks of living at Lake Tahoe, not many seemed interested. Boyle says that a big issue for a lot of students is not having a big enough variety of classes, forcing students to only take select classes. Something else holding back enrollment is the SNU legacy students, or students who originally enrolled at the Sierra Nevada University who are now technically UNR students. Currently, there are still 71 SNU legacy students who will all be phased out in about four semesters. Even for the legacy students, there have been some complications. Many of their degrees have very specific requirements with their classes only being offered at SNU. Quote, the challenge that that presents us is that all of these students have very different requirements. We have to offer those classes and they have to take them to get their degrees, said Boyle. Boyle does recognize that students need to be offered something from campus that is more, quote, high quality. They believe that they will have enough teaching staff by fall 2024, leading to more classes for the UNR main campus students to take. Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young sent out a poll on our Instagram about the UNR at Lake Tahoe campus. Of 43 people who responded to the poll, only 24 knew what the semester at Lake Tahoe was. The poll asked how interested those students were in the program. To that, 25 said they may be interested in joining if it worked with their majors. 9 said not at all, and 9 said definitely yes. Michaela Hattersbeck, an English major at the university, said, quote, I don't have a car, so I feel like if I spent a semester at Lake Tahoe, I would be absolutely stranded for months. Without transportation, I don't think it's feasible. While other students say they would enjoy it because of the beauty of the area, many said they were concerned if it would work with their major. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. In the October 11th ASUN Senate meeting, the public was given an opportunity to comment on the ongoing Fawn sexual assault case. Evan Robinson, the advocacy director of the Associated Students of the University of Nevada, Reno, took a seat supported by two students from the College of Engineering who have expressed concerns about the university Title IX's response to the case. Robinson explained the details of the case, saying that Fawn had an overwhelming amount of evidence, all of which was allegedly denied by Title IX and the university. Quote, this case exemplifies someone who has exhausted all avenues of advocacy who was ultimately let down by our failing Title IX office and university. As senators, it is imperative that a resolution is written condemning Dr. Zhang, the university's failure to educate international students and faculty on the Title IX policies, and I would also like to be included in this resolution for the resignation of Dr. Zhang, and a requirement for the university to train international students and faculty on their workplace rights, said Robinson. Then, Fiorina Chow, a student in the College of Engineering, gave public comment about the case. Quote, 
I want to see Professor Yanyo Zhang's contract with the university terminated for his alleged sexual abuse of Dr. Fei-Fei Fan from 2006. Chow said that this issue is a systemic problem within the Nevada system of higher education. After this, she mentioned the letter that the Faculty Teacher Alliance submitted in 2022, which was ignored. She asked the table to support the movement by reposting the Stand with Fei-Fei information, releasing a statement on social media condemning sexual assault, organizing a fund for victims, hiring a third-party investigator, and providing resources for international students to report and receive support when experiencing situations like this. During the executive branch's reports, ASUN Vice President Hannah Alkiza said that ASUN was going to release a statement on October 12th and also urged everyone to follow the at Stand with Feifei Instagram page. After announcing that ASUN was going to release a statement, it sparked discussion within the Senate body. Joel Martin, a senator for the College of Liberal Arts, believes that he feels as though ASUN has been posting on their Instagram about topics without knowing everything about them. Quote, this is a Senate versus press cab type thing. We need to be better together because they'll post things and I'll have no clue what they're talking about, Martin said. For the rest of the senator's comments, be sure to read the article written by news editor Jaden Young on our website. Also at the Senate meeting, a new resolution proposed by the senator of the School of Medicine, Tivona Brumfield, would add a Nevada CARES liaison position to the Committee of Safety and Sustainability. Nevada CARES is a resource center for advocacy services of students who may have been impacted by sexual assault, relationship violence, and or stalking. By creating this position, it will allow for representation of these services at events and inform students of the services offered and prevent the organization from having to reach out to various officers in ASUN. This resolution was unanimously passed through the Senate. Finally, in the meeting, new senators were elected in the College of Science and the College of Liberal Arts. For the College of Science, the applicants were Emma Dottie, Vera Vaz, and Grace Roldsden. Dottie was elected with 13 votes and Vaz with 17. They were both sworn in at the meeting. For the College of Liberal Arts, applicants were Maya Skoronsky, Holly Cole, Keaton Fox, and Ali Chavez. After their presentations, the table was open for discussion, which was cut off after about 35 minutes. This upset many senators, saying that it doesn't matter how long discussion takes, the senators have a job to do for the university. Skoronsky was ultimately chosen as the new senator for the College of Liberal Arts, sworn in during the meeting. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. With the conclusion of the news section, we're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and reflect on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. An October 5th women's volleyball game would prove to be a challenge for Nevada, dropping the match 0-3. In their match against the Utah State University Aggies, Nevada saw the least amount of points from the offense all season. The highest amount of kills in one set for Nevada was 9 with only one dig. This ultimately led to a loss in all three sets. In set 1, Nevada would not gain a lead against Utah, who dominated the set 11-25. Set 2 shifted Nevada's momentum, gaining the first lead of the set. However, it would not last long, and Nevada would not gain another lead for the rest of the match. Set 2 dropped 21-25. The momentum was kept up for Nevada in set 3, with the defense picking up their weight. Even though the score was tight most of the set, Nevada ultimately dropped set 3, 20-25, losing the match as a whole. Overall, Nevada collected 25 kills, 1 ace, 12 blocks, and a .122 hitting average against the Aggies. Notable players from this game were outside hitter Nicanora Clark with 9 kills, 6 blocks, and 1 ace, blocker Jordan Schwartz with 9 kills and 8 blocks, Teo Maeva with 23 assists, and Hikiolani Koalawi with 11 digs. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush, volunteer sports reporter Lexi Trent. 
The Wolfpack women's soccer team traveled to the Air Force Academy in Colorado for their game on October 8th. The first half of the game was tame, with no goals being scored by either Nevada or the Air Force. Despite this, Nevada still put up four shots on goal and the Air Force tried for seven. No yellow cards were given in the first half, but Nevada tallied three fouls and the Air Force had four. In the second half, Nevada would have eight shots on goal and the Air Force would have nine. The first yellow card of the game was given to Air Force defender Cassie Bick on top of their seven fouls. In the second half, Nevada had five fouls. The first goal of the game did not come until 84 minutes in, with Nevada forward Brooklyn Blake putting one into the back of the net with an assist from forward Emily Rich. The Air Force was not able to recover from this, leaving the game 1-0 Nevada. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer sports reporter Lily Walker. On October 5th, the Nevada women's soccer team traveled to Colorado College for their game against the Tigers. Within the first 15 minutes of the game, the Tigers had already scored two goals on Nevada, both scored by Colorado midfielder Lily Byrne. The rest of the half was quiet, with neither team scoring another goal. Nevada was only able to get one shot on goal in the first half, while Colorado put up nine. In the second half, Nevada had five shots on goal and six corner kicks. Nevada's only goal of the game came from forward Penny Murphy in the 61st minute. By the end of the game, Nevada lost 2-1. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer sports reporter Lily Walker. Be sure to check our website for our arts and entertainment editor Peregrine Hart's review of Good Luck Macbeth's performance of Misery. And that's going to bring this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight to a close. Again, don't forget to read all of the articles on our website and be sure to follow the Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Nevada Sagebrush, as well as following me on Instagram at Patrick.McNabb and Twitter at PatrickMcNabb underscore. The next episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next Friday, November 17th. This week's Song of the Week is Way It Goes by Hippocampus. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. See ya.